Please turn back in your Bibles to Psalm 121. Um, children um, and adults who might like drawing or Lego construction, what we want to see today is draw some hills or build some Lego hills and in those hills some bandits and thieves or nasty people like uh, fighting, arguing, shouting and worshipping like a God who isn't Jesus and hopefully that will become clear as we go through. Um, and then though put Jesus high above all that mountain stuff um, because that's what Psalm 121 is. Um, the adults have probably heard of Martin Luther and Saint Augustine. They taught that the Psalms are the prayer book of Jesus or they give us insights into the life of Jesus. Um, so David, though he wrote a lot of the Psalms, he was filled by the Holy Spirit and he sort of had his own day-to-day -day stuff on his mind. But because of the Spirit, he also and primarily had his eyes on Jesus and what Jesus would go through on our behalf. And that's why the Psalms give us real hope, because Jesus' victories are our victories. So let's just look at how this can fire us up for the Lord Jesus. Here's verse 1 again. I lift up my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? Um, growing up, uh, supporting Tottenham Hotspur, um, me, I used to put pictures of like Jurgen Klinsmann, Nick Barmby, Darren Anderton, arguably the best English midfielder of all time when he was fit, which was once one match every 10 years. I used to put them up on the wall of my bedroom. You put them high up because you highly esteem them. People still do that now. It's like top of the pops, the charts, um, top 10 of everything, books, they sell well. And it's like this high thing. The higher we put things, the more esteem we have of them. The ancient church used to look high to the hills when things, well, in their prayer life, when, when they were having bad days, when they were having good days, and looking to the hills reminded them of someone great, the Lord Jesus Christ, the head of the ancient church. We still do it today. We stick things high, which have high esteem in our lives. Um, and there's lots of references in the ancient church to looking up and being reminded of the Lord. Here's one. Psalm 125, as the mountains surround Jerusalem, so the Lord surrounds his people, both now and forevermore. So look at the mountains, oh, that's just a picture of the Lord God surrounding us. What a scene. But, sometimes in the life of the ancient church, bandits and thieves would go up in the hills um, and like build little churches to fake gods and false gods and like murder people and offer them as sacrifices and really horrible things, <coughs> excuse me, would happen in the hills. So sometimes when the ancient church would look around and want like help or a sense of perspective or a sense of relief or confession, whatever it is, sometimes they look around and they had no hope. They were just looking out to thieves and robbers who had just swamped them. And all sense of hope uh, would be reduced. Here's an example of that. 
It happens in 1 Kings and 2 Kings, and, but in 2 Chronicles 28, King Ahaz basically was murdering young people in the hills and offering them to demon, horrible, nasty, fake gods. Um, so basically, for people who wanted help, they would look up and there was none. It's, it felt like, like claustrophobic, it's just me, there's no way out, I'm hopeless, I'm trapped. All right, so that's Monday mornings for some people, or it's some people who are stuck in sin, like addictive patterns of sin. It's all sorts of it's people like worried about lockdown or the coronavirus. But thankfully, this psalm gives us a way out with that. Here's verse 2. My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. This psalm teaches us that Jesus used to look up higher than his surroundings to his Father. And actually, we can look to Jesus on his throne tonight, higher than even the hills, uh, for hope. And he'll reveal the Father to us. Like, children, have your parents ever like tried to catch your eye to bring you back because they want to communicate something very specifically, and you've like been going wild, chasing the dog or something, and you're hyperactive, and there's no talking you out of it, and they need to catch your eye. So, catch my eye, you who are far from God for whatever reason, you sinners, poor and needy, weak. Watch. Watch. You watching? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Stop looking at the hills for a minute. Look higher. Look higher. That's what Jesus did. And Jesus found out that his father was the safe place where he could take all things. And we find out that Jesus is our safe place where we can look to him eye to eye even with confessions of our many sins, where we can look to him eye to eye with our weaker head, our marriages, our short tempers, our patterns of greed, decay, our anxiety, our future. Look, my help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Now 2020 has been bonkers. Like, we're only in June, and it's been the most crackers year that I can remember. If you look around in 2020, there are so many important questions being asked because of everything that's going on. Big questions. Life, death, purpose, justice, evil, campaigning, chaotic politics. Like, who or what is the answer? You look around... And it's pretty hopeless, all the answers coming up and the way that we treat each other. Society is so opinionated, yet so fragile, so self-confident and cocky, yet completely lost when challenged and confronted. Life's biggest questions, where do we go? Psalm 121 says, church has always and shall always look to the Lord as modelled by Jesus Christ. The problem with society is it's full of people like us who so often don't look to Jesus. I've been challenged by the, reading through the Psalms recently in the Bible Hour, like how many times it's so personal. 
Have you thanked God? Are you looking to God? Are you, ancient church, trusting in the Lord? Do you thank God for his patience towards you? Have you got joy in the Lord today? Because it's possible to be so preoccupied by the hills and the major sins of society and the causes of anxiety, um, we lose sight of his dealings with us, his patience towards us, his guiding us, his keeping us, and his forming us to be more like Jesus in these difficult times. We can lose sight of that. And this psalm's great because it shows how special the living God is. We all sometimes ask this. He's the creator and the maker of heaven on earth, but can he hold me today? This psalm's like, look, it's him, the very one that formed the stars, the hills. He is to be looked at today, and he's looking back. And then basically, a thousand years later, Jesus taught the same thing. The God who knows the hairs on our head is the same Father God who made everything, and he can handle our situations. And Jesus said this in Matthew 6, when you pray, pray our Father in heaven, because that is where the comforts are. That's where you start your day, that perspective in the third heaven, beyond the heaven where the birds are and the heaven where the stars are, the third heaven, the throne room of God, that brings a sense of perspective and peace. Um, no one goes to the Grand Canyon and stands next to it and says, aren't I impressive? Just doesn't happen. Because you're in the presence of something greater than yourself. And all attention is going on that magnificent thing. Each day, this psalm says, look to the living God, the maker of the heaven and earth. But that's where our help comes from. He's the one who doesn't let our foot slip. <clears throat> Here's another thing that really only Jesus has ever done. Psalm 25 one thing I ask of the Lord, this is the only thing I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze on the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple, not like around me in the hills. I'm going there. That's what church needs to do. Psalm 73, whom have I in heaven but you? There is nothing on earth that I desire besides you. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is my strength and my heart and my portion forever. So even if bits of me fail, my foot's not going to slip because I'm there with him. And of course, as you know, the Father did help Jesus. So I'm just going to read... Two and four, my help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He will not let my foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel will never slumber nor sleep. And I'm just going to jump to seven and eight. The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and going both now and forevermore. So that's saying... We may go through stuff, and we will, but we won't ever come into contact with real harm. 
Surely he will save you from the fowler's snare and from the deadly pestilence. And that was perhaps most clearly proved later in the life of Jesus when he was led to a hill. A hill outside the city, a place of the skull or the bold scalp, as that mountain, that little hill was called. We look there and we see God himself um, in the place where darkness and bandits and thieves held sway and Satan and demonic powers, death reigned outside of that little city where God was. It was just death and chaos. And Jesus goes there to join us in our plight against and our fight against evil, death, sin and decay. Let me tell you something interesting. I wrote it down. The sun, uh, to power the sun or to like mimic the power of the sun, it would take a billion nuclear bombs just to like mimic the power of the sun for one second. A billion nuclear bombs. In other words, right, for us to generate the power of the sun for one second, to put it in another way, um, it would take seven million years of natural resources. We would have to burn seven million years of natural resources to burn it up, to make and equal the power of the sun for one second. Um, the word of the Lord says... Jesus spoke that into power. Um, but actually, the word of the Lord doesn't take us there for the most dazzling display of hope. It takes us to that little hill <clears throat> where it goes beyond the amazing creation that we read about in Psalm 121 and it gets super personal, which is also in Psalm 121. And it blows the mind because there, there's a picture of God himself hanging on a tree, cursed, clashing head-on with sin and death, taking our sadness, sorrow, addictive patterns, failure as church members, family members, on himself, and he trusts in the Father. Same thing 121 is telling us to do. And his foot doesn't slip in those trials. How do we know? Because he still cries, my God, my God, mine. It's still personal. You're still with me. And that's all that matters. The trust was there. The Lord Father still had his son. And on the third day, he rises. He's vindicated. He's revealed as the biggest conqueror of our biggest problem, death. Threats, sin, and judgment. Our death is swallowed up in victory. And that's why we don't look around culture for true hope or true life. And that's why when I take funerals of Christians, we can promise them that our loved ones are more alive than ever. So that they can look beyond the hills of days like funerals. And I'll close with this story. I read it this week. Um, this psalm calls us to trust the Heavenly Father, just as Jesus did. There was a captain um, of a ship in the 1800s. The ship left from Liverpool to New York, and his whole family were on the ship. And 
along the way, a terrible storm hit the ship and it went onto its side and everything smashed to bits. And his eight-year-old daughter was asleep in the deck and um, she woke up and everything was smashed to bits. And, and she said this, she heard about the storm and she said this, is my father, because her father was the captain, is my father on deck? And uh, she was below deck, sorry. Is my father on deck? And someone said, yep, your father's on the deck. And then she just said, good. And she laid back down and went back to sleep. Such trust in her father that everything in the end will be all right. So to everyone gathered here today, let's repent again. Let's look up. Let's take heart. Let's become more like Jesus in the way he trusted the Father and know that the Lord is on deck. I lift up my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord. The Lord bless you and keep you, cause his face to shine upon you. Hey, and hey, maybe we'll see you in a couple of hours at 9 p.m. as we continue to wade into the Psalms, the ancient songbook of the church. We will see you soon. Bye for now.